This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast with your hosts, Scott Walker and Jamie Davis, episode 192. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy and Sci-Fi Reads. I'm here with my co-host, urban and cozy fantasy author, Scott Walker. Uh, Scott, I'm, I'm actually reading through uh, the beta version of one of your books right now. I'm enjoying it. I'm about a third of the way through. I'm hoping to finish it up in the next day or so. Um, really enjoying it. Uh, how, how are things going with your projects right now? Uh, busy. Short answer is uh, busy. The Cozy Vales shared fantasy world. It's all cozy fantasy. That is now officially public. We launched the website not too long ago and uh, got our social media accounts up and running. And we just got through with our continuity reads for the shorts that will be in our holiday themed anthology we're publishing later this year. And as a celebration to myself, a little pat on the back, I, I granted myself some time into uh into the video game uh, starfield I, I i was able to kind of dive into that put in some hours and kind of get a feel for what this game is like and i mean i i gotta say i love it i i've loved i love skyrim i love fallout 4 and a lot of critics are saying that this is basically a reskinned version of those games uh very much open world I won't lie. It, it it there's there's a little bit of repetitiveness coming in as soon as you stop going through the the main campaign quest lines. But there's tons of other side quests, tons that are always cropping up. It's hard to land on a planet uh, and go into a settlement and not come out with some kind of a quest. Uh, I'm digging it. I'm I'm really digging it. Being able to build and customize your own spaceship. Oh yeah, I'm a ton of fun. I'm having a ton have of you fun. have you delved into any of the groups or anything out there that are showing you their spaceships and stuff? I mean, there's people that are modding like Millennium Falcons and yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff. It's it's pretty amazing. I haven't gone down that that much of a rabbit hole. I'm, I still I got the razor leaf and and that's just right now I'm have, I'm capped out. I, there's no way I can upgrade the elements on that spaceship anymore. Um, and if I try to trick it out and add anything else to change the look, as you know, it's going to slow it down and make it more difficult right. to survive battles in space. So I haven't messed around with that, but I, I I want to get to a point where I'm going to build something from scratch from the ground up and uh, or take something, strip it down and then build it back up from, from the uh, ground floor and try to do something really cool because it is it is so fun. I can't I mean, is there another game you can think of where you're able to customize your own spaceship not not to that extent i mean it's it's definitely very customizable i mean you know the different modules it's it's funny if you if you look at somebody that's sharing a ship i can tell right away that it's like a starfield ship because there's the certain ways the modules look that it you're like okay the mod that's definitely a starfield module sticking out of the corner there but um other than that i mean i've seen all kinds of stuff i've seen um, I saw somebody share a space platypus and it kind of looks like a platypus. I'm not going to lie. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it's the weirdest damn thing, but I mean, somebody wanted to make one and they did. So I think, I think that's really cool that people are able to customize to that extent and really show off their personalities in the game. And, and I, you know, while I, I think I, I know what you're saying about some of the, the repetitive stuff, I, I don't find it distracting or, or bad necessarily. It's a lot like Skyrim in the sense that there are so many side quests and so many different places to go. And, you know, there's so many planets, every planet you land on, you can, you can harvest mine or otherwise gather materials that can be useful to you somewhere else down the road. So it, it's all just tons of fun. Yeah. Thousands of planets. I'll be playing this game for literally years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, so clearly we both, we're, we're giving it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Uh, but so when you're not playing Starfield, uh, <laughs> I'm presuming you're writing, right? You're still yeah, writing. Not- yeah. And, and actually I haven't played Starfield in like over a week, I think maybe almost two weeks because I got home from vacation 
and have been nose down into finishing my uh, seventh book in the Lone Wolf Squadron series. Um, that's like space western fun Starfield, you know, but with you know a pilot squadron of misfits that go around and save people on the frontier. It's just loads of fun to write, and I finished that up. I'm getting the final edit done before I send it into the editor. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm also writing a short story for another project, which I can't really talk a lot about now, but I'm, I'm, I got that done and I'm really happy with it. It's kind of a holiday themed short story that'll be coming out with another group of authors I'm working with, um, you as well, perhaps. Um, and um, I'm excited to share that too, and, and maybe in a coming episode. Sounds good. Sounds good. Looking forward to getting the details on that. So, Scott, what, why don't we get into this week's guest? I'm really excited to, to chat with Courtney Bryant. She writes under the pen name C.V. Walter. C.V. Walter is a science fiction romance author who's best known for her Alien Brides series. She's also the editor-in-chief for Raconteur Press. Born and raised in Colorado, she recently moved to Tiny Town, Texas, where she creates Chaos and Havoc as part of the Three Moms of the Apocalypse and the North Texas Troublemakers. When she's not reading and writing about aliens, monsters, and cowboys, she's traveling and spending time with her favorite people, her kids. Yeah, this is, I'm so excited about this. I cannot wait to chat with her. Let's get into it. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Uh, We'd love to have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our readers in the audience. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Scott. Um, Yeah, so my my name's Courtney. I write write and edit as C.D. Walter. Um, I write uh, primarily science fiction romance, um, and I edit for Reconteur Press. We do uh, exclusively anthologies. Um, The anthologies tend to be genre and... Hmm. We have a lot, a wide range of uh, of genres in every anthology, uh, with the exception of the ones that are specifically um, science fiction related, which are uh, we've got like space moggies and um, space marines and cowboys in space. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I uh, I do a lot of sci fi <laughs> in a lot of different uh, a lot of different areas. So, yeah. Awesome. Good to be here. We're going to have to get back around to Cowboys in Space because that's my jam <laughs> right now. So, yeah. Um, but uh, go ahead, Scott. Oh, I was just going to say when I went to your Amazon author page, um, you know, <laughs> at the bottom it was like, you know, see more or something like that. And it, was, and it shows something along the lines of 81 more books or something crazy like that. And I, I yes. and some of those are clearly the anthologies that you've edited. Some are clearly box sets. But on the other hand, dozens and dozens of those are books you've written all by yourself and uh, under your pen name. Uh, I have to ask, how long have you been writing and do you consider yourself a fast writer? Um, that's an excellent question. So I guess I've been uh, I've been writing all my life. Um, I started telling myself stories in kindergarten because I ran out of books in the ch- children's section that they'd let me read. Um, so, you know, I'm like, I can, I'm out of books to read. So I'm just going to write them so I can read them. Um, and they were not uh, what you would call literature, um, but I had fun. <laughs> I've been writing professionally for, oh gosh, 20-ish years. Um, depending on what you call professional. Um, started getting paid for it in college, uh, which was a little bit more than 20 <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, my son. My son turned twenty like a week and a half ago, so it's it's been a minute. Um, but I've been publishing on Amazon for almost fourteen years. I'm going to say at this point, um, I have six pen names, um, and part of and I only I <sighs> and that gets complicated. Um, I don't know that I consider myself a fast writer. Um, but one of the things I used to do um, was I took the the Ray Bradbury challenge um, at one point, which was you know write a short story every week because you cannot write fifty two bad short stories. Um, and then realized that um, that wasn't going to pay my bills, so I wrote two a week. And I was 
in the process of doing that, um, I was trying to learn about different things, different aspects of publishing. I was trying to learn how to hone my craft. So I would, and part of why I have seven different pen names is I'm like, I'm going to learn how to do this niche and um, find out if I'm any good at it. And you're not going to get any good at a niche until, figure out if you're going to get a niche until you have about 10 stories in it. So like I was thinking, so this niche I'm working on, this aspect of my writing, I'm going to focus on entrance, you know, introductions, people walking into a room, introducing a character. That's what I'm working on in this set of 10 stories. And so I I would focus on that. And I'm like, okay, now I need to figure out how to end stories. So the next 10 would be, I'm working on a new niche and now I'm figuring out how to do great endings. Um, So I have a whole bunch of stuff like that. And I, I, I like to do, I write in sprints. So I can do 500, 600 words uh, in 20 minutes, and I would just do those all day. I can write a short story in a day um, if I have nothing else to do. <laughs> um, and then I, uh, I figured I, I should maybe try and write something a little bit longer. So I have close to 200 short stories published. I'm working on getting novels published now. Um, and it, yeah, I, I say ADHD meds really help with that. So <laughs> I can focus on something more than about 5,000 words. So yeah, that's how I have so many titles out. <laughs> yeah, amen to Adderall. I I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it has been a godsend. I'll be honest. <laughs> it it keeps me focused. You know, it does the things that I need to do. And I didn't get diagnosed till way late in life. But um, and and don't feel bad. My son turns thirty in like two months. So we are. I can't yeah. believe I'm going to be the parent of a thirty year old. So that's just the whole thing. I had two teenagers for a solid month and that was it. <laughs> now I have an adult and a teenager who's um, absolutely adorable. I'm having a good time being a teenager too. So I'm curious. A lot of fun. Go ahead, Scott. No, I was just going to say like, welcome to parenthood. Yeah. Welcome yeah right? to parenthood. <laughs> um, you, listen, I had a question about, you know, how you got into editing anthologies and, and I'm probably already have some of the answer because you talked a lot about the different niches that you dove into and kind of mastered in different mm-hmm. pen names and mastered different parts of the process along the way. And so I'm, I'm curious how much of that lent to you delving into the editing side of putting together collections of short stories. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I have to explain. Um, Rackender Press was started on a dare. Um, our very first anthology was Ghosts of Malta. Um, but the, the publisher, the owner, uh, is Law Dog. And he put a, a post on Facebook. I'm as sorry, response. I'm sorry. What's his, I'm, I have to ask, what's his oh, name? Oh, his name is Law Dog. Okay. His, his, okay, his actual, his, his full name is Ian. Um, but his online handle has been, is and has been Law Dog for 25 years at this point. All right, L-A-W-D-O-G. Um, yes. I wanted to make sure I heard you correctly. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So he posts, he, he grew, he was born on and uh, spent a lot of time on Malta, uh, the island of Malta. Um, his dad was a, a oil field engineer in, uh, in Africa. And um, so he, someone posted a, a question of, you know, what if the Nazis had done the right thing and invaded Malta instead of invading Crete in World War II? And he said, and you don't ever get just a, no, that's dumb. This is, let me explain to you why. Law Dog explains things in story form. So he did this really long Facebook post about all the different, you know, World War II from the perspective of all the ghosts that had invaded Malta. You know, they invaded and they died. I'm like, oh, cool. That's, I didn't know you could do that. Like, you know, sitting on the ramparts and, and eating popcorn, basically, while um, the, because Malta is fortified on top of fortified. Like there has, it has been invaded and burned down to the point where we don't know what existed there um, three times that we know of in, in the history of the, of the island. Um, because it's in a very uh, strategically important spot. The, the Romans did it, the Greeks did it. Um, you know, there's a whole, whole slew of people who've been there. Um, and so he wrote this big long post and so he's, and a bunch of people are like, oh, I, I want a story about this. It's like, I have nothing else to say. This is it. Like, this isn't, this is just an explanation of why someone's an idiot. Um, and 
so he went to um to lunch with Jonna, who, who I'm sitting in her shop. She she's where we do the blank for it out of. And she made a bet. So she said, okay, ask your friends if they would who would write a short story if they did an anthology. And put you know, ask before lunch and then after lunch, if there's less than 10 people, he's like, there's nobody's gonna want to write for this anthology, nobody's gonna do this. It's it's not going to happen. Um, so he made the post, they went to lunch and then he checked the post afterwards and they had 35 people who said that he wanted to do an, they wanted to do an anthology. Now I hadn't, I didn't know about this. I was at the gym. I was, you know, I was going to do physical therapy, never heard about, <laughs> I hadn't heard about the post. So I get home, I get a text message saying, Hey, do you want, um, do you want to run an anthology for me? And I'm like, what's the anthology? He's like, ghost of Malta. And I'm like, what's it about? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't either. Let's figure it out. <laughs> so a lot of, uh, it was, and that was, you know, that's Ghost of Malta. That was our very first anthology. Um, and someone said, oh, well, that, that's the only one we're going to do. It's just a you know, one-off. For, and then we got so many stories that, okay, well, maybe we have enough to do two anthologies so maybe we could do two okay we'll just do two anthologies and so it goes well we you know like wait if you're gonna do more than one anthology i have ideas um which is where we got space cowboys from and it's like okay if we can do more than if we have enough people who actually submit to various anthologies then we'll actually like make it a going thing um and yeah our our fans (laughs) <laughs> our fans ran with it. Uh, we have, we just released our 13th anthology um, and we're doing 24. We have, we are scheduled to do 24 of them next year. Um. <laughs> wait, wait, I want not, tw- not 24 short stories. You're scheduled to do 24 anthologies next year. Yes. 20, wow. we're doing 24 and 24. Yeah. And some of them are a, a continuation of what we did this year. We've got um, Space Cowboys. We just did Space Cowboys 3. We're going to be doing Space, Space Cowboys. Um, so Space Cowboys 4 is actually Space Cowboys 404, Cow Not Found. Um, Space Marines 3. Uh, we're doing a Steampunk anthology. We're doing, um, well, when we're, we're calling it Road Trippin' because we've done so many, um, we, we've done what, the Raconteur Road Press, the Raconteur Road Trip this year. And um, the Raconteur Press people, we, we all went to various conventions and uh, didn't live blog exactly, exactly, but left messages about where we were, took pictures like, hey, you know, you know, we're at Uranus Fudge Factory and stuff like that. And you know, someone's GPS got messed up and took them three hours the wrong direction. And then... You know, so we did the the raconteur road trip. Um, people were like we would let we would want an anthology about this. Like, great, write us road trip stories. Um, so that's one of the ones we're doing next year. And uh, we have a, a coffee sponsor, uh, King Harv's Coffee, um, and they have various stories behind their different coffees. And we're like, well, can we write those? And he's like, yeah, go for it. So our coffee sponsor gave us permission to um, to write stories for their coffee. So we're doing a coffee anthology. Um, and he's got all the different planets. <laughs> this is, I mean, it's, it's first off, all the best projects are always started with a dare. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. that's, I, I that's started fun. writing novels on a dare. Literally. <laughs> Somebody said, hey, this thing NaNoWriMo I discovered comes up next month. I dare you to write a novel in a month. And I went, you're on. Yep. And here you are. Yeah. And here I am. <laughs> I'll say one of our, um, one of the guys that's in, so we have the kind of, so, several different groups. I'm part of the North Texas Troublemakers. And one of our head troublemakers, someone said, oh, you can write a book. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so he did. I've, and he wrote a I few. Mean, it's, I mean, in the very the very best way, it, it's it's one of those things where you, you don't know where it's going to go. You may not even have an end goal in mind, but it sounds like a really cool idea. And why not just do it? Just 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 yeah. to see what happens. Um, yeah, let's, yeah, it's, it's right. playing, basically. Let's yeah, exactly. go, go have a good time. Totally. Well, I mean, yeah. ideally, that's how it goes. They, they don't always go well, but ideally, they are fun, and you keep doing them. That's that's how you end up on a podcast talking about it. Um, <laughs> I uh, I've been involved in a couple of uh, shared roles over the years. I just launched uh, one a new one. Uh, this mm-hmm. one was kind of my own uh, idea that kind of uh, was 
uh, how do I put this? Um, I presented a, an idea for the share world with a bunch of authors, and they all kind of contributed, as, as one does in a share world, contributed their own take on it. And it's been growing for several months. And I love the shape of the world. I love how we've been critiquing each other's stories. But I also know what it's like to go from being a writer to an editor, and you're switching hats back and forth. And <laughs> even though I know you are self-editing your own book, so you write a book and you self-edit it, you may or may not send it off to another person for editing outside services. But I know that when I begin to edit other stories, it really helps me up my writing game. And given you've been editing for so long across so many different genres, I'm curious how switching between writer and editor in your role as an editor at Rack Interior Press, how that has changed your own writing. Oh, gosh. Um... It's, it's been interesting. Um, and I know my, so I have audio contracts for the, my Alien Bride series and I've made my uh, audio editor crazy a couple of times because I'll get, so I'll finish the book and then I'll go and edit a couple of anthologies and I'll go back because I, I do, I do my own self-editing, but then I also send it out to a couple of beta readers, um, one of whom is working on my, does my story Bible. So she goes through and checks it against everything else I've already written and makes sure that my continuity is correct. And she's the one who caught the fact that I, I changed someone's name halfway through a book um, and that I changed it between books. So the same character had three different names. Been there, done um, that. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember who this is. I'm on a different computer. Like I'll just, or I'm writing it by hand. I'm like, I don't remember the name of this character, but I know what he does. I like, I know all this other stuff about him. So I just, I just went and she's like, did you realize that like, this was a different name. And I'm like, oh, huh. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I, I do I do send my, my stuff out to beta readers and I'll go back through and read it and make sure that I, I put everything in that I wanted to put in because something that's obvious in my head isn't necessarily obvious in the story. Um, and and I've, I've run into that a lot where I'm like, well, I've, everybody knows this. They're like, no, Courtney, nobody knows this. Like, <laughs> right, I should probably fix that. Uh, <laughs> So one of the things I've actually found in I, my, the last two books that I've done um, is I, I've gotten to the end and it's gone through all, it's gone through all my beta readers, it's gone through all the stuff, but I've also, I, I pegged something in three other people's stories that I'm like, crap, I do this myself. I need to go and fix this. And so I will go and I'm like, I have to, I have to scrap half the book and rewrite the rest of it. And because, and it makes it a stronger book. And I really do, I really do believe that I'm getting better and that it's, I'm writing a stronger book, but I'll also be like, Hey, so this book that I'm supposed to have to you by the end of the month, it's going to be like two weeks late because I have to go back to beta readers because they found a continuity error. And I will totally blame it on the beta readers and not go, Hey, I just realized that I screwed up and can make a better book. So <laughs> hey, the beta readers might be listening to this. So just chill. Oh, no, they will totally, uh, they, they, they know I blame everything on them. It's great. <laughs> and they let me. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, and we, we talk about it at dinner. Like they're half the time they'll come and throw things at me. Um, like, I can't believe you did that. Like, ah! you know, like that was my favorite character. I know. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers, Courtney. Come on. Right? <laughs> um, Although I, I will say, anybody who's listening to this who has read the Alien Bride series, a Aiden is never, ever, 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 ever getting his own book. I apologize. There will be no Aiden book. There might be a okay. short story where he runs off and go, does things, but he is not. Um, yeah, so, but that's, you know, Aiden's, Aiden is everybody's favorite character um, in my books. So, I, um, Jamie, I think that might be our first books and authors podcast exclusive. You heard it here first. You folks. heard it here first. There will Never, be ever. no Aiden book. There will be no Aiden book. <laughs> uh, and part of that is, I when I was writing the first book, I needed um, realistic teenage dialogue, so I directly quoted my son, who was Ooh. seventeen at the time. And so, Aiden, a lot of big parts of everybody's favorite character is based on my kid. Um, and the Alien Brides books are very spicy. And I, all of them. Some of them actually have no sex whatsoever on the page. Um, but the, the the Alien Brides books are very spicy, and I am not writing a spicy book about my child. No, 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 no. <laughs> Completely no, no, no. understand. That makes complete <laughs> yeah. sense. But, you know, I, I, look, I'm, there's a favorite character in one of my series, um, and I, I love – I've written several short stories about him. But mm -hmm. I would – I don't think I could – I don't think I would write a, a whole novel – about him. He's, he's, yeah. he's the kind of like 
comic relief character that shows up at just the right moment to say that they're just the wrong thing. And, mm-hmm. and I think that that's what makes him so much fun. Everybody looks forward to seeing him, but I don't think right. I could make a whole book about that. So, yeah, you know, it, it's it, there's, so there's those characters where it's like, they're great for like two or three lines and that's it. And off they go. So yeah, there's, I've, and I've had several of those characters and so, yeah. Anybody who's anybody who's listening, Aiden, not getting care, not getting a book. Nope. <laughs> that that makes that tracks totally. That's, yeah, that's completely fair. Um, I was going to ask uh, one. I was, you asked you answered it already. I was going to ask about Malta because I remember you know, Courtney, you and I met, gosh, a year and a half ago, I think, as as part uh, of the indie capstone spinoff from the twenty books. Right. It was in February of. Oh, 2000. It was, it was year my dad won. So it was 2020. 2022. It was a year and a half ago. Yeah. It was a year and a half ago. And it wasn't long after. Right. I know. But I remember, um, you know, we, we, we kind of met in Vegas for this weekend retreat run by Craig Martell. And we didn't know, I don't think any of us knew each other or very few of us knew each other before we showed up. And I remember you being on Facebook, posting about this new release, this, this ghosts of Malta. And I'm looking at this book and I'm looking at the cover and I'm looking at the description. I'm scratching my head trying to figure out how in the world this thing came to be. And of all the cities in the world, why would why would you pick Malta, Malta. to be the, the focus? Yeah. Now I know you've answered that question. So that's taken care of. Um, but I also wanted to know uh, or I wanted to talk about the fact that you have these other themes. You mentioned these other different, I guess, I guess they're series of anthologies. So they're they're anthologies, and then the anthologies break down into themes or thematic collections of stories. And then you have, uh, I guess, a series of, of anthologies within each of those themes. Is that Does that make sense? Right. So it's kind of what we're doing um, because I don't my, – my, one of my goals as part of this and one of the things I talked to, uh, to Law Dog about when we first started is, is that I wanted to build up authors – um, I'm actually very specifically following um, the golden age of sci-fi and how uh, the the early early sci-fi editors um, functioned and and built their their stable of authors and built some of the, the 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 foundations of the genre as we know it today. Um, so one of the things that we do is if we're going to do if something is popular enough, we're going to do more than one um, because I want I want people to get paid. And we do this as profit share. So I don't get paid if you don't get paid. And everybody gets the same amount um, with a couple of exceptions. I have some people who, who make a little bit extra, um, usually my, my copy editor, because if I either send her alcohol or I send her more money. Um, and she's wonderful. I, I love Sarah to death. She's so wonderful. Um, so we'll do, um, so Space Cowboys was... It was it was suggested as a joke, um, Again, and I'm like, "There's a theme here going on, <laughs> right?" <laughs> we have we have a fantastic time. Most of this, uh, there was there's actually the ongoing joke that you have to get Lawdog drunk to get him to do another anthology, um, which is why our bar has exploded. Uh, people keep bringing alcohol and really <laughs> nice alcohol. It's fantastic. Like I have someone brought a bottle of Everclear that's been, we've taken it to different cons and no one's opened it yet because we have so much scotch and whiskey and, you know, gin and like really good stuff too. Um, so someone suggested space cowboys, like, Oh, I love space cowboys. Let's do this. And then, um, I'm friends with, uh, with Maggie Hogarth, MCA Hogarth. She did the spots, the space Marine, um, which is what kicked off. Uh, and she took, uh, uh, games workshop, to court because they kicked everybody off who did space Marines, um, on Amazon. And they tried basically tried to kill her career and she's, she sued them successfully. Um, so games workshop, uh, no longer uses space Marine. They could, they tried, they tried to, they tried to copyright it. And she's the one who said, no. Nice. Um, and she's like, but I've, she's like, I've got a couple of space Marine short stories that have never sold. And I'm like, wait, 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 you did spots of space Marine and you have space Marine stories that has never sold. Give them, hand them over. We're, we're like, we're, we're doing space Marines. And <laughs> so I had, I know we had two stories and I told people like, great, write me space Marine stories. And I've gotten some fantastic people are like, I don't really do space Marines, but I've got this idea. So a whole bunch of people said space Marine stories. And so we've got space Marines one, space Marines two. 
We've got enough, but we've got enough and really good stories for Space Marines 3, Space Marines 4. Um, so, you know, we've got Space Cowboys. So it's like, we've got, we've got all the anthologies and then we're doing, um, I guess, smaller series of anthologies within those anthologies um, to, to get out fantastic stories. It's like if some, I have a hundred and a hundred and something, I saw, I lost count um space cowboy stories and there's something i've bounced back i'm like it's not ready yet uh you know take it to your work group your workshop group work through it um it's you've got you've got the start of start of a good idea but it's not not quite there yet and so i'll give if i'm rejecting something i'll tell people like it doesn't fit with what i'm doing now but i want i actually works with these stories here so probably in like book four or five and if you want to shop it somewhere else, go for, feel free to shop it somewhere else. Um, otherwise, you know, it'll it'll probably come out for me in about a year. And I have people who have been like, I don't want to go with anybody else. You guys get my, my story. I'm happy to get, be, wait a year. I'm like, cool, write more stories. Um, and then, but if I'm, if I'm rejecting something, I will very rarely say, doesn't fit my needs, off you go. Um, I, we, I will definitely get, give them a reason and how to make it better. Um, and then suggest, you know, go read these these other things that are in line with what you're writing. Um, so that's a really long way of saying, yes, I've got series within series. <laughs> um, but we've got, we've got what we're calling our Spurgle Chronicles, um, which started with um, your honor. I can explain, which was uh, stories of courtroom drama. And um, they, the Spurgle, the Spurgle Chronicles all have a character called Andrew Spurgle. And he is um, a buffoon. He he's he's not allowed to be the hero. Everything he has to be an idiot of the highest caliber, um, and all the bad things must happen to him. And he can be a main character. He can be a walk-on character. He can be a side character. You know, but he they have to include Andrew Spurgle. Um, and I think one of my favorite ones is of a a lawyer who just got uh, who's moving to a small town. Uh, stuck behind a slow-moving um, truck on the highway that's that's pulling a load of manure, and he decides to try and get around it. Um, clips his car against the the release, um, wrecks the car, and has the whole load fall into his into his new convertible. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he has to go to court to explain why he's late. Got it. Got it. Okay, so, so lots of humor, you know, yeah. not yeah. just genres. There's there's and, humor and that you, humor it, too. It sounds like you he, you see a ton of stories submissions. So I'm curious oh, yeah. if you had any advice to someone submitting something to an anthology to you know a writer, whether it's the first time or their twentieth time. You know what would what would be the advice as an editor to someone taking that leap because it is a leap. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to put your stuff out there and have somebody make a decision about it. I'm not going to say judge it, but make a decision about it. Um, And it it is absolutely a leap. Um, And I think my, my first, uh, my first piece of advice would be follow the directions, Um, put your, put the title on it, put your name on it, unless they specifically tell you not to. Um, I know writers of the future um, tells you not to put your name on the submission. Everybody else wants your name on it because if I don't know who the story belongs to, I don't know who to contact. If I like it, Um, make it easy for them to pay you, make it hard for them to say no. Um, So go through, you know, follow the directions as best you can Um, read stuff that they've put out before um, so if you think I've got this fantastic story, it would obviously fit this theme. Um, but it's 100% not in line with anything else they've done. It might be a fantastic story, but they're not going to buy it. Um, you know, I, my, my number one, but my number one piece of advice, and it's all, and this is my advice for everybody always, no matter what genre you're writing, no matter what you're doing is make it entertaining. Um, you know, you can, cause one of the things we've, we've done with, with Rack and Press and with my career specifically, um, is you can do everything wrong because I do everything upside down and backwards. And if you do it with enough enthusiasm and enough people are enjoying themselves, you can do everything wrong and still get everything very right. Um, so make your story entertaining, 
do your best to, you know, make your entrances, you know, great, make them, make them sharp and catch people. You know, if it takes you a page and a half to get into the story, no one's going to want to read past that page and a half. If you get to the end and it's like that you have this great story and your cigarette moment is like, Oh, it's like, it's, you know, get your endings right. And, and, and work on that. Like there's, there's never, um, you're never done. There's always something else that you can work on. There's always something else that you can improve. Uh, it's one of the best things about being a writer is that you're constantly learning and you're constantly practicing. And if you think you've got it all down, find something else because find another aspect of, of something to look at, to, to learn or move to a different career. Because if you think you've learned everything, you're, you're going to stop growing and your stuff is going to stagnate. Um, yeah. So like, that's, that's my, my, the two, the two parts of that big piece of advice to boil it all down is follow the directions and make it entertaining. Everything else is window dressing. Two, two very good pieces of advice <laughs> that I think, you know, I mean, I was told that early on in my career, I read that early on in my career and I ignored it early on in my career to my own detriment. I think it's in, in our, most writers DNA. We, we, it takes us a long time to learn these really core lessons and we would benefit greatly if we decided to just listen to them sooner. But Nevertheless, we're going to repeat it one more time. Hopefully, everyone will will listen around this time around. Um, it, it might this might be the time it sinks in. You never know. It might be right. It might be. So, if if someone's curious about Raconteurs anthologies, how I mean, how do you pitch that brand? Considering you've got so many different genres and different takes on different things, and you've got this whole Ghosts of Malta, which kind of has this historical anchor to it, and then you've got I don't even know what Moggies, what Moggies are. You got Moggies in space, whatever that means. Like, like, how do you pitch that to somebody? And do you find that your readers are consuming all of the anthologies or are they finding particular themes that they really dig? And it's, they're kind of separating themselves that way. Like, well, what's a raconteur anthology brand, a story? Like, what's that look like? Um, so that's... <laughs> That's actually kind of, it's not hard to explain. Um, I have to give you a little bit of backstory. Um, so Law Dogs, Law Dog has some very um, strong views about how authors should be treated and how people should be, how people um, should behave in the writing industry. Um, so our tagline is actually have fun, get paid. Um, Amen, sister. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you write a raconteur press story is one where you have fun, uh, and if you're writing for you, know, have fun, get paid. Um, so, our stories are very much we go through a wide range of genres, uh, but they will always be fun. They will always be interesting, and our goal is for you, is for us to be interesting enough that you're willing to buy our books. Um, because if you don't if you don't buy the books, we don't get paid. Um, so. You know, if I, I don't, which gives me a lot of direction on the, I want to hit the biggest target I can. Um, so which is why we do the whole wide range of genres and why we, why it's the, our, one of our first things is be interesting. You know, it's five to eight, our goal, our guidelines are five to 8,000 words, but that's negotiable. Um, the only thing that's not negotiable is it has to be entertaining. If it's entertaining, we'll take it. Um, if it's not, sorry. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I looked at the ratings and they are consistently like four, 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 five, four, six, four, seven, like whatever you're pumping out, readers are loving it. You found your audience clearly. Oh yeah. Um, and we have, we have people who will buy every, uh, every anthology. We have some people who are like, you know, I, I, this isn't my thing, but I'm going to buy it anyway. Cause I want to support you guys, uh, which I, I love them. Um, but that's not what, that's not what we're going for. What we're going for is we want you to enjoy. We want there to be something in every anthology that you will enjoy. Um, we want this to be the next astounding, the next amazing stories, you know, where there's something in there for everybody and you will always enjoy it if you pick it up, which is part of why. So like our, our most recent one, um, is called, or all will burn. And it was the, it's the stories of, what will you do to make sure your children survive? Uh, 
and, and it was a it was uh it was pitched as by Casey Azell. Um she and Marissa Wolf have a, a story in there that's actually uh, <clears throat> you know another exclusive. It's actually launching a new world for them. They're they're they co-write together and this is a, a whole new um a whole new uh, world for them. Uh, so their first stories in in Or All Will Burn. And it's um so my children will survive or everything will burn. You know, something that, goes, that seems that sounds deep. That sounds a little it dark. It does, right? <laughs> it, it sounds really dark. And a lot of people went really dark with it, but not everybody. Um, because one of the things I told them is like, if this can be, you know, what will we do to protect our children? And there are a lot of people who you know took it the you know, post-apocalyptic, you know, I'm going and getting my kids back. I'm, you know, fighting off werewolves at the door. You know, there's there was a whole bunch of that. There were, but then we have the story of um two dogs that work on a farm and that just had puppies and they're fighting off the coyote that's trying and it's like it's so cute and then we have um uplifted cats that um you know she's like i'm free and feral cats and i'm gonna do what i want and then uh, she's pregnant she's like well crap i'm gonna you know I want to make sure my kittens survive how do you make kittens survive when you're feral and the answer is you don't you go and you become less feral um, and so she has to go and get a job and it's, you know, it's, it's this, you know, what do you, what are you willing to do to make your kids survive? And I said, you know, think of what, when I was explaining this to authors, it was, you know, what would you do to make sure that your kids are okay? Like if, if your if your daughter's doing a fashion show and all of her models are sick, you know, dad gets in the outfit and and struts his stuff as the model down the runway like that you know that's that's something you would do right it would be fun it could be it, it was it, i wanted it to be heartwarming and fun um because i knew that there would be the the high pressure high pound you know heart pounding stories um and there are we've got one that's a guy who takes on takes on a, a mexican cartel there's another one of a a, a ship that's a, a, a it's not artificial intelligence it's a like, i don't remember what they called it um, but someone turns the internals, the internal weapons against the people in the ship. And she's like, these are my children. Um, and she can't save them. So she avenges them. And wow. so, and it, it, it's, oh my God. You know, and, and we're all parents, so we can have a look, we can think about this, but I've always like wondered, you know, could I go full on Liam Neeson and, you mm. know, to do the taken thing and, and, and display my particular set of skills and you know what are those skills and is it strutting your stuff down the runway in a ball gown right right? I mean we all have different things that we we'd be willing to do for our kids to help them succeed to help them live to help them whatever that means and I I love that concept that's fantastic yeah and so we actually um I'm reading and I had to um, I, I told people like, please send me more fluff. Please let me know that it's fluff in the in the email when you send it, because <laughs> I wrote I read like four really hard ones in a row. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break and go read um, Space Cowboy Stories now, because um, because yeah, it, it actually does take it takes a really hard toll. But yeah, what's what can you do? What are your skills? You know, what um, what would you be willing to do? What are you willing to not do? You know, is it, is it not doing something that that's really, that puts your kids in a better position. So, um, yeah, so I thought it was a fantastic, um, when, when, you know, Casey messaged me about it and she's like, are you willing, she's like, would you, would you consider doing this? I'm like, oh, heck yes. Thank you. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Now I'm um, curious cause you and I just met and you and Scott mm-hmm. have met before, but I'm curious. Um, Scott and I are going to Vegas for the 20 books author conference next month. Are we likely to see you there? Will we be able to oh, meet yes. in person? I will be there. I am. I will be traveling with my entourage. <laughs> um, yeah, I will be there for sure. And I've got a table at the Readers and Authors Vegas events on Friday. Awesome. So I'll have I'll have my uh, Alien Romance books with me, and I will have uh, a whole bunch of the Raconteur Press books with me. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm 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 the deputy conference director. So I'll be like running crazy. But if you see me sprint by, grab me and say hello because nothing's so urgent that I can't say hi to people. So um, mm-hmm. it would be great to run into you there. Yeah, I, I do. I do a lot of conventions and I actually was the uh, 
uh, programming director for PECON in Dallas this year. So the inaugural year. Um, so there have been conventions where I don't sit down. <laughs> so I'm I'm absolutely like I will I will say hi, wave, and say we'll get a drink in a minute. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if Jamie's going to do it this year, but the last two years he's worn his uh, black vest that is channeling some serious Han Solo vibes. So he's he's fairly easy to spot in the crowd. Not only that, it's it's, it's my Scott E vest. It has twenty seven pockets in it. That's the <laughs> oh, best part of that, that thing. It, I, I call it my wary on because it's literally mm-hmm. a separate carry on bag that I can wear on my person and sneak right through. You know. I carry, I got all kinds of stuff in that thing by the time I'm done. That's fantastic. I I love how, yeah, pockets are everything. And yeah, so I love that, that idea that the wary on. That's He's gonna trademark that. You should trademark that. You should I trademark can. That. I think I stole it from Leo Laporte from a long time ago in a podcast, but, um, but um, I think he mentioned it, but I can't take credit for it, but that's what I call it. I've never heard anybody else use that term other than him. And he used it like once in a podcast and I loved it, loved the idea. And then I asked for one for Christmas and I got my Scott Evest for Christmas. I love it. There's a reason you and I are friends, Jamie, because we just, just, I'm like, nobody else, nobody else I know would mention that. Oh, I I should bring out my twit lanyard and wear that at 20 bucks. Oh my gosh. All right. You know what? I'm checking the clock. I think we're just about out of time. We've got a couple minutes left. So let's jump to our rapid fire. No wrong. Our answers question round. Are you ready, Courtney? All right, let's do it. I got it. Okay. Lead us off, Jamie. All right. I muted myself and then unmuted myself. All right, here we go. What was the last TV show you binge watched? Uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. Favorite casino game? Oh, I love slots. They're bright and shiny. <laughs> Who would win a Predator versus Alien catch match? I got to go with Alien. Good answer. Favorite childhood TV show you wish would be rebooted? Ooh, Gargoyles. Ooh, that's a good one. Nice. Um, Least favorite ice cream flavor. The rainbow sherbet bubblegum. Ick. (laughs) It is ick. I I agree with you. Right there with you. The face, I would for for the listeners out there, you can't see the face Courtney just made. She clearly does not like this ice cream. Um, so before we wrap everything up, please tell us, uh, what's the next anthology offering readers can expect from Rack and Tour, and what is the next book you under C.B. Walter, your readers can expect? Um, so the next book from Rack and Tour is actually going to be, um, Space Moggies 2. It's Moggies Back in Space. Um, and actually Moggy is a British slang for feral cat. It's like um, mutt, but for cats. Got it. So that's what a Moggy is. Um, so yeah, it's Space Moggies 2, Moggies Back in Space. And when does that um, drop? And then, what was that? When does that drop? That's dropping at the end of October. Uh, should okay. be out October 27th. Got it. Um, and the next one for me is going to be The Aliens Christmas Kiss. And that's my Christmas, uh, obviously my, my Christmas short story for this year and that should be available um november 10th so it should be dropping uh for for rave in vegas fantastic fantastic thanks so much for taking time out of your very busy day to join us courtney it was a pleasure guys thank you for asking me Wow, chatting with Courtney was so much fun. You know, she's got a ton of energy and just bubbles over with with all of the things she's got going on. I don't I, I don't know that I could get as much done as she gets done. And besides her writing and all the editing and things she does, but we will have links to everything she talked about so that you can find out more about the anthologies, the books, and everything in the show notes. And you can find those over at jamiedavisbooks.com. And um, there's a link to the podcast right in the top menu bar there. Drop down, find that, and you'll be able to 
definitely go and um, look for the links to everything that Courtney talked about. Uh, Scott, why don't you share with listeners how they can get in touch with you and follow what you're up to? The easiest way to find me is scottiswriting.com. That's my website. And I am Scott is writing pretty much everywhere else on social media. I, I got to say, I, you know, top of this uh, episode, I predicted that I was really going to be excited about talking to Courtney and and I, that I nailed it. Um, I love everything about the idea of Raconteur Press, how it got started over a dare, uh, the fact they're trying to recreate this like golden age of sci-fi model based on all the old uh, pulp magazines. I just I love everything about that. Cannot wait to talk to her more about it when we get to Vegas. 100 percent. And I, I really um, I hope I get a chance to slow down long enough to say more than just hello when I when I go <laughs> running by because I, I have a lot going on in Vegas. But I, I definitely want to send some more time talking to her. Uh, it really and I'm going to have to pick up something about that Space Moggy's um, cat's book. Just I'm not a cat person, but that just sounds fascinating. Well, I mean, when she talks about how the anthologies come together and the fact that everybody's trying to write fun, entertaining stories, uh, and again, the ratings are, are are consistently amazing. So they're clearly doing something really well that readers like. So we definitely have to check that out. Maybe we'll have a Moggy at the Cosplay Day for Vegas. I don't Ooh, know. Yeah, <laughs> Moggy Cosplay. Right. Uh, speaking of readers, how can readers find you, my friend? Um, well, folks can find me over at jamiedavisbooks.com or on my Fun Fantasy Readers Facebook group. Um, and I hope you head over there. We have a lot of fun. We talk about books, not just my own, but all of our favorite sci-fi and fantasy books. And uh, you can find that over on Facebook. And make sure you check out the podcast itself and subscribe to the show, which you can do over at jamiedavisbooks.com. Um, you click on the t- podcast tab at the top of the page, and there are links to subscribe for your favorite mobile device right there below the audio player on the page. So uh, do that and catch our next episode for sure. And until then, I'll just remind you, I'm Jamie Davis. And I'm Scott Walker, asking you to keep on reading and keep on listening here to the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. 